We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Going Commando is a little show that we put together because, A, we think we're funny, and B, we've got a lot to say, and C, we recognize the importance of, um, of authenticity and communication and a drop in the masks and the walls and all that and just being who you are. And not only are Angela and I, um, or do we stand in that, but when we're together, it gets ridiculous. So here we are, get ridiculous, going commando. Good morning, Miss Angela. Good morning, Dana. How are you? <laughs> got a little bit of Got a little touch of the something. Oh, yeah, same here. Same here. I'm feeling like a little heavy this morning. Um, just woke up too. I'll just say it. You know, my daughter walking into the room, she's 17 and gorgeous with a tube top. I'm like, you know, wearing that to school. <laughs> she's so stunning, man. I could imagine. I go, like, put some clothes on. She's <laughs> like, my hair covers where I'm not wearing straps. I'm like, just change your clothes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And, and how, how was your celery slash? Diarrhea maker treatment. Oh, diarrhea maker. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, baby. So, you know, it's funny about this. It's the heavy metal detox smoothie. And uh, our, a good friend of ours uh, turned us on to it because, you know, it's we're just trying to be healthier. And I love it. Like, I force it on my kids and they hate it. Yeah. But I really enjoy it. It's delicious. And Maddie loves it too. Uh, but Dave, like, because of the cilantro, he's like, nope. <laughs> but yeah, if anybody wants the recipe, comment at Detox yeah. Deliver. It's awesome. Do you find, do you find, because I've been drinking for a while now, you know, she she suggested like every other day, every couple of days, but, uh, but I do it almost every day because I love it. But I almost, I get a, like a different taste in my mouth. Like I can feel the detox mm -hmm. and even... Going commando. Even my my pee pee smells a little bit different. <laughs> and here's the best part: I come out of the bathroom last night like it's bedtime, and Rob's already you know sit and watch TV. And I walk out, and I, of course I ask the expert in the field. I'm like, Rob, what is a normal amount of times to poop in a day? <laughs> <laughs> gotta love, gotta love. Without hesitation, he's like. One or two, like without hesitation. Yeah. And, and this is how well he knows me. And I go, oh, okay. And I just kind of went about my business. He goes, how many times you pooped today? Four? I was like, and he, <laughs> oh my God, every time I turn around, it's on the walls. And he's like, <laughs> and he's just like, considering your diet, yeah. he's like, it makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's the kind of poop that like you go to pee and you're like, oh, I'm pooping. <laughs> Surprise. All okay. right. Okay. Back. <laughs> and we're back, folks. Okay. So so every Monday, Angela and I get together. We reconnect because the, over the weekend, you know, we, we you know, we spend five minutes without talking to each other, you know, instead of two. And uh and yeah, so we, we reconnect. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm still focused on the poop. But <laughs> We have a deck of Soul Traveler cards that our dear friend Anne-Marie and I made. The artwork is mine, and the messages are hers. If you've seen any of these other videos, these cards will look a little bit different because these are actually the original prototype of the ones that we made. We made them four years ago, so it's kind of cool. So I pick a card. 
Today I picked two. I found them very important. We're going to start with one and uh, and see where it goes. But Angela never knows what I'm coming up with. So pick a quad, any quad. I'm on on commando. Okay. So the font is a little bit different. So I'm going to be doing one of these. But the this is uh, Fiona, Mm. and the message on the card is trust eliminates limitation. It is a great travesty that the unaware human mind so readily accepts limitation. It stunts not only growth of consciousness, but it inhibits the experience of happiness for people feel an inferiority and impossibility of true expansion. They do not embrace their greatness because they fail to realize their unlimitedness as worthy, flourishing human beings. You must jump the chasm of fear and doubt. There is so much more to you than what you think you see. Anything you can imagine, you are. Follow your urges. Trust your feelings. Trust eliminates limitation. There nice. It's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just makes so much sense. Immediately, I'm thought of like the, the you know, the old uh, horse with the, the lead on it. And it stays like if you just put the lead over the fence and it just stays there because it thinks that that's. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's pretty much like how most people operate, right? Like you just, well, okay, this is my life. This is my life. This is these are the cards that I've been dealt, right? Yep. These are the circumstances. Oh my god, I remember my ex husband when Maddie and I were going like we were going through the divorce, and he was like, "Oh, this poor child, the cards that she's been dealt because of our relationship." <laughs> I was like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> Go find happiness. (laughs) Sometimes Rob even falls into that. Like Rob's like, you know, sometimes, you know, this is just the life that you live. Now, I do agree with, you know, when you look around, you know, why was I born, you know, in New Jersey and, you know, and having the family that I had and, you know, looking the way I do and, you know, being in America, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Because obviously there's people all over the world, even though Americans were like, it's just us, we're the only thing that matter. But why that, you know, why do some people, why are some people born with illness? Why is some people, you know, whatever it is. So I get that everybody has their lot in life, but I still believe that we all have the ability to create the best experience of our situation. And if we are in certain situations, there is something to be learned from it and a purpose for it that we need to recognize as well. So, so it's easy to say, but this one grew up in wealth and this one had, you know, an intact family and this one was born healthy. You could say that all you want, but at the end of the day, it's no excuse for you not to, um, be the best version of yourself. Right. 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 Like there's, there's whatever, whatever opportunity is out there for you. It's a matter of like figuring out where you belong and where you want to go. Right. The life that you want to live. But this also falls under with, um, I was thinking about the the whole therapist situation and no, like on the, on the therapy community, like, I mean, no disrespect, but there's a lot of labeling. So then you're labeled that thing. And therefore, ah, that that's my lot in life. I have a ADHD. I, you know, I can't. Yeah, that's, you know, you know where I'm coming from. That, but it's, um, you know, people just use these things as excuses. 
oh, I'm from the projects. No, we know someone who lifted himself out of the projects and is living a beautiful life because he chose to, to do the work to get there. You know, you can say, oh, this is my life. I have this, I have this ailment and just live in it and be like, this is it. Or. All right, I'm going to go off. Do it. Do it. Oh, go I saw something on Instagram yesterday. This is a beef of mine, but I saw it validated my beef. So we are constantly bombarded as, as a society with all the things that are wrong with society, right? And the most recent of the beefs, you know, are the whole transgender thing, but you also have, you know, um, inequality with men and women, you have inequality with race, you have all of that stuff. Oh, everybody's bad, everybody's terrible, and it's, it's being shot at us. Um, we're pummeled with it. But the thing that bothers me is I strongly believe that whatever you draw your attention to is what becomes real is what is right. And we, as humans, we forget that if we want something, we can't keep focusing on what we don't want. Right. Like when I was single, remember I was single for almost a decade and all I wanted was a decent guy and a decent home, you know, happy home and children and love and family. But all I would focus on was these jerk stores that I would meet when I would go out. So it was jerk store, jerk store, jerk store. And that's all I got. That's all I saw. So what the news does, it keeps telling us all the things that are wrong. You keep telling us there's racism. Then I am in a world that I'm looking for. And I'm experiencing racism. Mm-hmm. I So what I saw with this reel was somebody was asking this guy that was probably around our age, how did you guys deal with racism, you know, when you were growing up? He's like, I'll be honest with you. We didn't really experience it that much because, A, it was past the civil rights movement. So, right, we're, we're 70s babies, right? So we're in school like 70s and 80s, mostly 80s. So we're 70s and 80s babies. So civil rights wasn't a thing for us. And we didn't have, in present day, we didn't have all the age of information where we're being, because we were kids, we didn't watch the news. We were even right. out of the house. We were outside yeah. all the time, right? Yeah. So we, we, our parents didn't have conversations with us. <laughs> no. Go come home when the lights are on the street. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. You know, they knew we were home, you know, like, like at night when they did the rounds. If the lights are off or if the lights are on, they knew we were home. So anyway. So we didn't have that. We were past that. And we were before that. So because there was no talk and no understanding, I didn't know to be racist. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me it was bad. Nobody told me it was good. Nobody told me. I just kind of lived my life. So I think that when we keep putting all this emphasis and all this focus on the ick, we're never going to see the good. And yeah. it's a little bit off of, you know, off of the topic. But do you mind if I now segue into the second card? Go for it. So the trust eliminates limitation. Again, it's about, you know, uh, embrace your greatness, you know, let go of the fear. It's your own limitation that keeps you stuck. And then the second one I grabbed was victim of circumstance. This Mm. is Daisy. Wow. It actually is a perfect segue. Perfect. Like that's what I'm saying. You know, I saw them and I was like, I have to read them both. When you're experiencing things you do not want, you must recognize that you are operating on a frequency of being a victim. You are relinquishing your power by accepting the idea, the belief that you are a victim of circumstance, that you are not responsible for what is happening. 
You and you alone are responsible for your circumstances and your experience is dictated by your beliefs, thoughts, and ideas. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. The truth is universal law. If you believe you are a victim, it will be so. Understand what you draw into your life that you create when you accept powerlessness. You are always in control if you allow yourself to be so. Yeah. 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 Seriously. I yeah. mean, it is the, that's the same thing. Like the lot in life, the, 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 I don't, uh, this is, oh, this must be the way it is. Or, oh, it's because my family is blah, blah, blah. I mean, God, do you know how many places I could go if I started to play the victim? Do you know how fucked up my life has been? <laughs> and if I started to play the victim of my life, I would be so freaking miserable. Let me ask you a question. No. Yes. <laughs> when did you start? You just said your life was all fucked up. When did your life start not being fucked up? Maybe like a year and a half ago. And why is that? Because I met you. No. I don't know. My own Oracle. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was not, that was not the answer I was looking for. That's very funny. Oh, no, 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 no. No, because I became awareness and I took power back and I realized that I am not a victim of my circumstances. I am not the people that surround me. I am not anything but myself. And once I had the understanding and the awareness of who I was as a person and what I really, really wanted to do. Um, that's when everything kind of changed. Right. And that's when I would no longer tolerate the people that were dragging me down or holding me down. I was thinking about this this morning, actually the painting behind me for, for those who are watching is um, Dana painted this beautiful picture of my, me and my kids. And I had lost a baby. His name is Joshua. And <clears throat> I had the idea for uniquely, like after Joshua was born, um, I mean, after Joshua, Joshua Day, which is December 3rd, and we celebrate it. So we've, we've turned that whole thing around and it's a positive. But um, so I had the idea for uniquely you and it kind of like in my whole spiritual, like what was the purpose and all of that stuff. And then there was a point where, you know, what we, what, a, one of Maddie's friends died by suicide and it was just the, the COVID, all this stuff, like all of these things. And it became like, I had to stop being a victim of my circumstances and stop wallowing in my, my self-pity for her having lost a baby and realize that, you know, yes, I, I had this job and whatever, but my purpose it was like, it was time to pursue my purpose. It was time to like step up and not be held down. Remember when you and I, when you were painting this painting for me. So for those who don't know, Dana and I were in college together. She was my pledge mom and Sigma Delta Tau. <laughs> I'm um, so cool. Oh my God. You were so, you're so <laughs> fucking cool, dude. I don't care. Um, but when you did the painting for me, that's like when we really reconnected. So this was in 20, 2020. 2020. And... Um, I was so obsessed with the politics. I was obsessed with the Trump thing. I was the one who was wiping everything down from the COVID, like when the groceries came in the house. Like I was there. I was in such fear of the world. And I think when 
you know, when I realized I had to go for the business, when you and I were talking and you did this beautiful painting for me and it was like a transformation, this was the transformation, right? That was probably the moment when it maybe was a little longer than a year and a half, but that was the moment where it was like, okay, no. Okay. First of all, what's bullshit? Okay. I'm calling bullshit because the news is telling me to be afraid. The news is telling me, and I was like, oh my God, all these people are dying somewhere on the other side of the world. I'm sorry for them, but what does that have to do with me? Right. And I started to kind of like make my world a little bit smaller. So I think that that was, that was really the catalyst. And that's really what it comes down to. It really comes down to our worlds. Cause I get caught up in that too. Like not that bullshit. I, <laughs> I don't I'm really so that bullshit by the way. I know man, that picture that I sent you uh, from, it was March 8th, 2020. The one of me at, like in the holding up the magazine. Hmm. maybe I don't know if we want to if we want to post that because I know it is um it's a little irreverent but there was a picture of me there's a picture of me and I was like online it was right once I could put it up but it was right before um COVID really like took hold here it was March 8th 2020 and like the next week everybody's like oh my god it's in America now but at that point it was just in Italy and you know and and China and whatever but there's a picture of me holding it up and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god do you want to hear something crazy because you know me with numbers March 8th 2010 March 8th 2010 was my last drunk Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I'm put that in your pipe so you can smoke it. Ah, I'll smoke it later. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so I don't even know where I was going with that, but I, but I do, um, I like, I have my own brand of like forgetting what's really important and looking outward. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters, and I talk about this all the time, I'm like annoyed with myself is me my well-being, you know, just every, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. The other day, it's the only thing, or it's the first thing. And then my husband and children, my microcosm. And then my friends. And then anybody who I may have an influence on. But it's like rings of a tree. It goes out like that. And when I when I feel imbalanced, I realize it's because I have cast my net too far and I forget sometimes what really, really matters and I have to pull it in. Like I am very grounded today because I spent the weekend um, helping my younger, my my Nadia, helping her um, uh, rearrange and and cleaning out a room and she's she's 12 she's going to be 13 she's going into the seventh grade next year so you know to repainting you know the, the new new bed like all of it all of it remodeling I guess for lack of a better way of putting it and uh, it really was a bonding experience with her like I became grounded I was back to my roots I was back home I wasn't out there doing this doing that doing all the craziness and that's the one thing that we have to remember you know you say it's about the painting and about cutting out the noise but what you did was you took stock and you dedicated to yourself because everything you've always done your whole life based on your beliefs and your patterns and and all that stuff (laughs) it's always been about everything else because please love me approve of me the you know all that and when you bring it back in and you center yourself and you handle your business because what's best for you then you are able to expand and be that for others. 
expand yes. a little more, even be that for others and however that works for you. Yes. So yes. that's and the key know, for me. Yeah. And to know too, like, <clears throat> you know, always maintaining that, that, that center and the level of priority, everything has to stay that level of priority. You can't make something out here the most important thing, right? Because then everything in here suffers. So it really has to, it's like, you know, it's like, the, like, this is the roots this is the roots that nourishes everything else. These are the branches, the leaves, whatever. But the leaf, you can't focus on that one leaf if you're not taking care of your roots and your foundation. Yep. So for me, that was like, it was like turning off the news. It was starting to speak my truth. It was becoming more aware of everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Forgiving myself. That was a big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. When people talk about the intentional spiritualist, when they talk about self-care, you know, there's a lot of uh, external stuff with the self-care. You know what I mean? Whether well, it be, oh, yeah, get an energy okay. treatment or <laughs> do a, you know, alignment, you know, the buckets with the crystals in the woods and the, all the stuff, right? But at the end of the day, self-care is just making sure you're well, happy, and whole and you're balanced. You know, I teach these workshops on on, on Uniquely, finduniquelyyou.com. But uh, I... Uh, they all look very different and they're all saying the same thing. Yeah. Handle your business, right? Handle, you know, keep your house in order, your house in order, and then everything else. And then the, the, obviously the um, tips and tools and how to do that. Cause it's easy to say, they're going to go get balanced. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> how do I get balanced? When I, when I uh, joined the, the, the new chip program, and I remember at the beginning, they were like, what are your KPIs? I'm like, what the fuck is a KPI? <laughs> it's the same idea. Like I was going in to learn some stuff that I didn't know because I wanted to better myself, right? In, in the business side of the yeah. world. And this is the same thing. It's like, you may not know where to begin, but it's, there's such practical ways of getting to this wholeness in yourself. It's not woo-woo. It is not... Like it's, it's like almost essential. Like the, this should be like the, you, you go for a physical exam to your doctor, your internal analysis and assessment of what's going on should be absolutely priority. And we can get into the whole physical guidance system and emotional guidance system, but that's for another day. You're going to have to take it in this workshop. <laughs> Sorry. But it's really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's everything. It's everything. And I feel like, and maybe it's just the circles I travel in, but it feels like we are getting back to that slowly. It's taking a lot of people in a lot of different areas, um, whatever, politics, education, medicine, to see that the systems are flawed and that they are not sustainable. You know, it's, it's, it's taken some time, but it's, be, it's coming to a head in all aspects. Oh, my God, technology and everything. Yeah. And people are starting to realize you got to go back to the basics and the most basic natural state there is, is personal wellness. Yeah. Yeah. And it, right. In every way. It's the most basic thing. And when we do that, you see, I was starting to go on a little bit of a tear before and got diverted about, you know, all of the different factions that are fighting for something they are fighting against to get what they want. How about you fight for what you want? How about you be what you want? You, you, you be that you fight for it. You know what I mean? You stand for it. And then in your, everything in your sphere of influence will reflect that. And then your world's better for it. 
And if everybody else around that take or around takes that same stance, then what's the problem? Right. And for those who don't take that stance are not in your sphere of influence. So it doesn't matter. Yes. It's kind of simple. It's, it's kind of simple. And it's like, once you have the awareness, then you almost can't not, right? Because having the awareness and then not doing anything about it, staying in that victim mode, but it's like, oh, but if I turned off the news, if I can get rid of that addiction of the, the news, right? The addiction of feeling scared. Right. The addiction of fear, right? If I can, if I can, you mean, I don't have to feel that way. And all I have to do is turn off, like, then it's like, then it's almost like painful, like having that awareness and then not doing anything about it is painful. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Um, Yeah, that, that, those are good cards today. Yeah. Yeah. Like my mind is like, (laughs) like, I'm like, well, what about the people that would say this? But at the end of the day, if you are solid in your foundation, that you're ready for whatever comes your way. Yeah. No, it's not always going to be pretty. Things come down the pike. They're not always pretty. But when this is solid, there's nothing you can't handle. Dude, I, you know, <clears throat> this weekend, um, you know, I, I, I cut ties with my whole family. Like I'm estranged from my mother and my aunt, my brothers. Like they're just, you know, they're, they've been gone for almost a year now. It's almost a year. Um, and, and it's just because we no longer aligned and I became in my power and I realized what makes me happy and being around these people didn't make me happy. And I was with my mother-in-law this weekend for a brief period and she's like, this is ridiculous. Someone needs to reconcile. You need to go reconcile because she's your mother. And I'm like, but she's, you know, she's not reaching out. I don't feel like a responsibility and I don't want her in my life because she didn't want me. And it's okay. And now we're finally at this place where, fine, there she may be happier. I have no resentment. I have no ill will towards my family. Like I want them to all be happy, well, and whole. But we just don't work together anymore. They made me who I am today. Um, but the, just the 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 societal norms. Well, that's your mother. How could you do this? Well, that's when you gotta trust your decision making, trust your discernment, trust yourself, and that's. That's when we have a tendency as human beings to, to freak out and listen to what other people are saying. If I listen to other people's opinions when I was having the showdown with my mother now almost 10 years ago and the situation with my father, and if anybody watched the last video, my father never would have come to my wedding. I never would have invited him if I listened. Yeah. But I didn't. I trusted what felt right. Because I tell you, when it was feeling wrong before I made that decision, the heaviness was unbearable. I didn't really truly understand. Like, I didn't understand. Like, but I knew it felt like shit. I knew it felt like shit. And then, but I was fearful of the consequence of me making the decision that was in my best interest. But when I did make that decision, it lifted and I was able to handle whatever came my way. And the act, and in my case, in that case, only beauty came my way. I, I do want to mention that I got long guys. I don't know if you could hear them, but the long guys are starting to make noise. Okay. So um, I don't know if we want to <laughs> we can wrap it up. I've got Christian watching videos downstairs because he's got you know, fever du jour, you know, because good Petri dish at daycare. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, it's hard to make those decisions for our best interest. But when I was able to say to her, 
I have everything I need. I have Dave. I have the kids. I have you guys, you know, throwing that one in there. Cause you know, do I? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like that's the thing. Like I always thought I come from a big Italian family and I always thought I needed so much because that's what it was. It was everybody hanging out all the time. Everybody up each other's asses about everything, you know, about everything and the <laughs> gifts and the food. Party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, my world is so small right now, but it is so beautiful and it is so peaceful and I'm so happy and I'm so content. So it was able to say to her, I'm very happy. I don't need that. that. Oh, but she's your mother. You need to I'm just, I feel so bad for you, Angela. Because it makes her feel good to feel bad for you. I guess. Well, I'm <laughs> fine. It's like, I'm fine. Do you see me? Like, I'm fine. No victim here. <laughs> I guess that's what I was trying to say. So no victim mentality, just accepting the awareness of the situation, the reality, and and do what's best for you. And take a workshop on finduniquelyyou.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Great, great episode. Great talking to you, Dane. Love you, girl. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Uniquely Phenom Collaboration. To learn about our tools and resources designed for creators by creators, go to uniquelyphenom.com.